Hello and welcome to another episode of Pugsley Crew Reviews. Today I have with me Kerr9000. Hello, Kerr. Hi, Ed. How are you doing, man? I'm all right, chap. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, doing good. Uh, oh, chilling. Been watching the film today, so, you know, it's fresh in my memory. Not that that helps half the time. Like last time I was like, <laughs> oh, what do I say about this film again? And I'm hoping it's not going to be the same with this one. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, you up to much? Been up to much? No, not really. Um, the usual, played some Fortnite, went to a Christmas lights turn on in one town. I'm going to one in another town in a couple of days. Nice. Been watching some Doctor Who? Yeah, I've been watching all the specials and the colorized Dalek one. and Yeah. Uh, and I did give you advice on a spoiler-free review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a very short one, but I mean, literally a line, but it's good. Go watch it. Done. <laughs> I like the bit with the thing, I think is what I said. Uh, That's yeah. about all you can say with that one, isn't it? It's one of those episodes where to talk about it, you've yeah. got to spoil it, or there's nothing to say. Yeah. I would agree with that, because there's not really much they can say. You could say, the villains are kind of, like, interesting. Why? I cannot tell you. Can't tell you anything other than that. You know, it's a bit, yeah. So, there you go. I would say there's some stuff in this film which sort of ties back to that last Doctor Who to me, in a way. Oh, really? Well, it's a case of where you've got an actor playing... Almost like two sides of one coin, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Um, so before we talk about the actual film then, let's just people know the film is Legend. Don't know why it's not called Legends, unless it's a legend about the Cray Twins, which would make sense. That would make more sense than them both being a legend. Yeah, that makes more sense. I'm talking shit. It's called Legend because of the Cray Twins and they are legend. <laughs> And, Not to uh, be confused with the old Tom Cruise legend film that's about the devil or whatever. If anyone's wanting to follow this, you're talking gangsters. Yeah. From East End, London, I believe. That would have made a weird podcast if one of us had watched the devil film and wanted to watch a gangster film. It would have been. It would have been quite <laughs> interesting. So uh, what do you think of Tom Cruise in this? What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Tom Hardy, wasn't it? Yes, Tom yeah. Hardy. Yeah. A lot of people are I think know you've got the wrong Tom there, Peds. It's actually Tom Hardy in this film. No, I remember Tom Cruise being attacked by the devil. But, well, <laughs> that's what it would have been, literally. Yeah. Anyway. The film is basically about the Cray twins. They were, uh, like, gangsters from London. Um... And I think they were quite um, quite dodgy because they were gangsters from London. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably, probably England's most well-known gangsters, especially yeah. for their time of day. Yeah. I think they had links to the mafia and stuff in America and things like that. According to the film anyway, and I'm assuming they did. Like, I, I don't know much about the Cray Twins because it's not something that has ever really... Like, I, I know of them. I know they were gangsters and what have you, but I don't know a lot about them because it's not something I've followed. I know people have said this film is like 90% accurate. All right. There's, there's some stuff where the timing's off and it's clearly been changed for dramatic effect. Yeah. And 
also a lot of people have a problem that he punches his is it wife in the face? Yeah, did, think, he, of, think he might have bloody raped her as well, to be honest. Well, possibly. Uh, it depends whether you're talking implied or what you actually saw, but you certainly saw he'd give her a shiner. Apparently, yeah. they never did anything wrong to women. No, they right. beat the living shit out of you if you were a man and, you know, break your ribs, smash your face, and they didn't care, but apparently they were quite respectful to women. Yeah. Which a lot of gangsters weren't supposed to be. They were supposed to be an exception to the rule at the time in that way. Well, it was it was all about treating everyone equally, see? <laughs> Man, woman, or child, you'll get the same kind of beating from me. <laughs> no, not actually me. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> gangster me. <laughs> yeah, so like, like I said, don't know a lot about him, but the film I thought was rather enjoyable. I really did actually enjoy it. I just... Last time I was watching the, f- we watched the film, it was that uh, not very good one, which I didn't take a lot of notes because I just, I, I don't know, I was just kind of bored watching it. I didn't find it that entertaining. Whereas this, I actually just got really into it and just enjoyed watching it. And then I forgot oh, to actually vi- write anything. The Victorian death camera one we watched. Yeah, dead still. Yeah. Of, so the guy out of Farscape. Yeah. 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 Um, this, definitely the, the step up in it. Just a bit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, I I rather enjoyed it. Like I said, like it was well acted. I think Tom Hardy played two uh, two good characters, uh, which were quite 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 different to each other. You had one, oh, who, I- you know, you you had the one who was trying to be a bit more, uh, <sighs> trying to be a little more sensible about things whereas the other one you had who just didn't give a fuck and wanted fucking anarchy from the looks of things <laughs> yeah uh, i think the one was mentally ill and yeah. didn't give a fuck on top of that and the other one wanted to sort of stay below board make a lot of money but make smart decisions and you know funnel it in ways where he wouldn't get attention and it's a bit hard doing that pulling his brother along yeah yeah, and obviously, like, the film, at least, obviously I'm not talking about real life because I haven't got a clue, but, like, in the film, like, he went to prison. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy won. <laughs> he went to prison. Yeah. I've got the names all of a sudden. Uh, Rob, Reggie, and Reggie and Ronnie, yeah. Uh, I think it was Reggie went to prison, and then, like, he come out and uh, Ronnie'd fucked over his fucking club. Yeah. He'd actually been working hard on to get up and running. And then, like, he did try and, I think he did try and have a change of heart with the gangster stuff. Um, Reggie, for the Francine or whatever her name was. Uh, oh, is he called her Frankie? Huh? Francis. Francis. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, my missus just shouted at me, Francis. Is it you got headphones on? Can you hear me speaking? I'm sure he got one on. <laughs> Because so, uh, usually me and the missus will watch the films together. We haven't watched them all together because she was ill for a little bit, so she missed out a couple. But uh, she didn't like that dead still either. She thought it was shit. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what my missus said. Whereas my missus loved this. Yeah, I believe my missus liked this too. She said it was good. Which is rare, because for me, when I say to my other half, I say, what do you think of that film? Her response is 95% of the time. It's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> You know, could put the best film made out on and it'd be like, 
<laughs> Seriously. Maybe, yeah, it was actually quite good. And that, that's about as far as you'll get. There's nothing like, oh, that was brilliant, that was. It was right. Yeah, I think us men are more easily impressed by films. But to yeah. go along with the ride a bit easier. Yeah. <laughs> but with this now then, like you said, it's meant to be pretty bloody accurate. And I rather enjoyed it. I think one of the one of the things I did like was where um he's in goes into prison the first time. Did you see him go into prison? And he's getting his ass kicked by the uh guards. Yeah. And then the one of them is like, oh, look at your uh, your hero. Look at him begging for water. And he didn't realize he took the cuffs off him. And then he handcuffs him to the to the rail, the 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 um, prison bars, and then smashes his face in. <laughs> that was I great. Actually, I thought that was going to be worse. I thought he was going to hit him and hit him, and you know, yeah, go really overboard. But I thought he would have, but it only showed him hit him once, and that one that da- one. He had a lot more damage done to his face from one hit than all the punches and kicks and hits that uh, Ronnie, no, yeah, Ron, Ron, Reggie, Reggie. Reg, why am I saying the names wrong? Reggie took. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Either that was a heck of a smack, or or he did more to him afterwards, and you just didn't show her. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but. There's a lot of interest in it. A lot of, lot of the C word mentioned in there as well. Oh, you yeah. Know? Especially by um, Reggie, Ronnie, Ronnie, both of them, really. That's another thing that uh, apparently is a bit untrue. You know how the way that Ronnie keeps basically saying that he's gay all the time? Yeah. Apparently, he kept that a lot more secret in real life. His mum knew, his brother knew and a few select members of his inner circle knew. But he was worried about letting anyone in general know in case it was, like, used against him or... Yeah. Whereas in this, he says it at the drop of a hat, and it's quite funny sometimes how he says it. Yeah, it When is. they've got that Italian fixer guy that's come over, and he's like, we get your pasta, get your booze, get you a girl. And he's like, no, no, boy, boy. Yeah. And then the way he goes into describing people is like, yeah, if, what he's on with one of them where he had him like uh, fucked up like a pretzel and shit. Oh, yeah, and so. I him like a pretzel. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, bend him up like a pretzel. Like, I wow. think you can tell Tom Hardy loved playing this role. Yeah. Um, and why wouldn't you? If you get to play sort of, I say the nice twin, but the nicer twin and then the nutcase one. And, you know, swapping from one to the other, getting to show sort of everything you can do. Bit of an actor's dream come true, really. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he played the parts pretty well. Um, he did, like, the, the characters were quite different in obviously the way they were, but, like, the way he voiced, that he'd done his voice for one, the, the speech for them both was quite different. Like, one was more... I guess ordinary sounding to the other ones more kind of like like as if he's speaking through his teeth even though he wasn't. Yeah, a gruffer sort of voice. Yeah. And it extends to the way he sort of seemed to carry his body. He seemed, when he was the nutty one, he hunched a bit 
and he screwed his face up. I think even without the glasses, you'd have known who he was supposed to be at what time, mm. just from his physical presence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And obviously, like, when he, he had uh, different, a very different kind of uh, walk and stride and that when he was playing um, Reggie, you know, up straight, you know, yeah. walking tidy. I was surprised to find out that it was filmed with him going, doing so much as one and swapping to the other and that he was going backwards and forwards all the time because I thought, to a degree, you'd have done all the Reggie and then done the Ronnie, you know, got in a separate mindset and done the Ronnie. But apparently he was just ping-ponging backwards and forwards, oh, doing a cool. bit, going to make up, do, being the other brother, doing a bit. And I wonder if he ever got confused and started just doing the wrong one in the wrong place. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, one of the scenes, man, it made me cringe talking about it i don't know why it just popped into my head is when they both fighting in the club oh yeah and he grabs him by the balls and starts lifting him yeah oh even my missus like she haven't got balls and she's like <laughs> <"Ooh!"> <laughs> you know what I mean? and i'm like oh you don't do that <laughs> i do like with that that for a good while after that He's still, like, touching his balls occasionally and, like, going, oh, oh, you really sold that it had hurt. And he's, like, going, oh, you don't touch a man's crown jewels. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking brilliant, that, that fight scene was. Because there's, like, obviously the gangsters and stuff, but there's not a lot of actual, like, I would say gangstery shit, but I've never been a gangster, I wouldn't know. But there's not, like, a lot of like fighting and murdering going on like there are a couple of deaths but they're very few and far between like there's two maybe i think yeah there's the guy shot in the head and the guy repeatedly stabbed to death which was yeah. fucking brutal <laughs> oh yeah that was uh oof, really took him to town yeah yeah that was fucking crazy i was like wow is he ever gonna stop because he was going and going and going. It was, like I said, brutal. More, more so than a slasher movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you don't even see Jason Voorhees stab somebody that many times. That was... But I think, you know, it was just showing that was the moment where he'd really had enough, where he'd snapped and he'd sort of lost it. for Because he always kept himself contained. And that was like, now I've reached a point where that's enough shit. I've fucked it yeah he just snapped in the end like lost his shit you know yeah with uh his missus committing suicide and uh you know then for some reason the guy they targeted to kill who didn't get killed and then just went to the police it's like how stupid can you be <laughs> yeah you know, make sure he's dead before you do anything or don't go after him until you know you can get him. Like, So you would think. Well, yeah, you think so. You know? There's a lot of people in this film that are familiar from like various other places. Even if I can't name them all, you're like constantly going, I've seen him. Yeah, He's that guy from... Uh, I mean, somebody that was in it that I think to a degree was underused was Christopher Eccleston as the uh, detective. Yeah. 
Yeah. He was great, but he's hardly in it, really. No, he's not. Um, he's in it at the beginning. He's in it like midway through, and then he's in it like near the end. He's he's in it at like certain points, but not not very much at all, actually. I did like it when he went into the new club and walked in, and they took a photo with him, <laughs> yeah. like uh, like screwed it so that uh, they dropped the investigation on him. Which is funny yeah. they would do that. You wouldn't think they would, knowing that they were up to dodgy shit. Like, how no, much of the um? Do you know how much the political stuff was? Uh, how, how much of that was real? Because obviously they had politicians and that going into uh, Rowney's place. I know essentially that it happened, Broadies. but I think the timing is a bit different because they're making out that somebody was actually in power at the time. Whereas I think it was before they were in power, it happened. Yeah. I think it was, uh, I think it was labor that were in power and, uh, in, in the film, uh, cause they yeah. mentioned, uh, the, the Tories won like this. And then, uh, he showed them, you know, one of his MPs and was like, Oh, how can I use this against them? If my own MPs are there. <laughs> But I only assume Labour because I've only ever known of Labour and 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 the Conservatives to be in power. So, yeah, I think pretty much for our entire lives and possibly our parents' lives, that's been the crack, really. Yeah, fortunately, fucking Conservative bastards. <laughs> well, I could do an entire podcast about politics with you and my thoughts about what bastards they are, but. <laughs> that would be getting sidetracked completely yeah I uh, mean I can't this is sidetracked but I can't believe how much old people like the conservatives because they're one of the groups of people they want to fuck aren't they They uh, apparently they're looking at bringing laws in so they can secretly look in their bank accounts to see whether they're embezzling beside their pension and stuff and you're like but you keep voting them in wow uh, that's know. disgusting no, it is disgusting. They really, really need to look at themselves, look in the mirror. Like around you, generally speaking, it'll be Labour that'll be voted. Yeah. So, because uh, like my gra- my great grandmother always said to me, never ever vote tor- for Tories. Uh, you know, never vote for Tories. And then like, you know, my nan, she never voted for Tories. But, you know. I think my dad's mostly of the mind of don't vote for any of the bastards, but... <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I think sometimes you have to take the path of less evil, and I strongly believe that Labour is the far, far less evil. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Completely. I'm sure but... some of them are crooked, but, you know, there's crooked and super crooked. Yeah, there's, there's going to be dodgy people everywhere. It's just the ratio of dodgy people seems to be majorly skewed in the Tories. Oh. Fuck them. Yeah. Anyway, back My- to the film. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to just turn into fucking Fuck the Tories podcast. <laughs> no, I think, I think I can save the Fuck the Tories podcast for another day. <laughs> uh Maybe, maybe when we do Doctor Who, because I'm sure there's an entire Sylvester McCoy episode that's dedicated to fuck the Tories. I think there's been a lot of, uh, with Doctor Who, there's been a load of stuff since the beginning, like the, the early, early stuff that's 
like political and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's one of those fallacies that people like go, "Oh, Doctor Who's all woke now." No, there was coal miner strike shit and stuff in yeah. early days. Yeah, I the, think some with the Maggotty episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah, sometimes they're a bit less subtle with it nowadays. I think it slipped under the radar a bit as part of the story, whereas they've lost a bit of the subtlety touch, but it's always been there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's getting to the point where sometimes things need to be smacked on your nose, like, and maybe that's why it's not as subtle as it used to be. Who knows, though? I certainly don't. So what do you think of Tom Hardy, Anne, in the, in the role of this film? No, not generally. Oh. I, I don't know what he's like. I know nothing about him other than that he's Bane, I think, as well. Yeah, he's Bane, and he's played Eddie Brock, you know, a.k.a. Venom. Oh, yeah, I of course he was in Venom. Yeah, I think in in general he's a pretty darn good actor. And I do think this is a good role. For, apparently, this role was written for him. So, all right, he was the intent was to have him and play both the craze from the very start, which doesn't happen in films a lot because usually, you know, it's wrote for one guy and then they can't get him. So it's either just another guy plays it or they rewrite it. But this apparently was wrote from him for the start, and I think he knocks it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, I uh, think he was really good in the. Can't level a single criticism at him. No. And I can't really think of any actor in this film where I'm like, they're a bag of shit. Why are they in this? They're dirty in the place up. <laughs> I think everybody... There's usually at least one nut in a film, isn't there, where you look at them and you go, oh, fucking hell, he's a bit over the top, or what's she on with? But there's nobody in this that bothered me in any way that I thought um, was bad. No, Eccleston was only in it a bit, but I thought he was really good. Yeah, um, there was the guy Jack the Hat, played by Sam Spurrell, or I might be saying his name wrong. I thought he was great. Uh, the lad that's um, Merlin in the TV show was in it as his miss, as the Reggie Craze misses brother, and he was good. So I was constantly like noticing yeah. people, and for a minute and going, "Oh, he's such a but." Straight away, then getting who they were and liking the job they did. Yeah. Do and you I, think? Do you think the two hours was long enough to tell the the the, the story of the Cray Twins? Then, because obviously there was a lot that was meant to have gone on, but two hours isn't a long time. Or do you think it just gets the point across enough to show, like, just how fucking bad shit one was compared to the other and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you know, that's, that's good bullet point. The like, about. Yeah, the length's about right, because, yeah, it's not a short film at two hours and ten minutes, but I think three hours and it would have outstayed its welcome, and I think if you cut it to 90 minutes, you wouldn't have got proper into their heads as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had to pause it halfway through, um, and I was like, oh, okay, we've been watching it for over an hour, and it's still an hour left. But, like, that flew by as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, I miss intermissions. I'd stop every film in the middle if it was up to me in cinemas and everything. <laughs> I like going away, having a bag of sweets or a cornetto or whatever, and like processing it and going, oh, well, this happened and that happened. This is where I think it's going to go. And like, you know, turning to the missus or every with and going, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? How did it play for you so far? Mm. I think that's a, a missed sort of thing with films. Yeah, I, I never really did that i don't think like i've 
I can't remember ever doing that in films. Like, obviously, like, uh, pantomimes and various other, like, plays and stuff I've been to, uh, mainly pantomimes, <laughs> of, of uh, having intermission, but I don't think I've been to any with films. And to be fair, I take in a big fucking bag of sweets, uh, like yeah. a bag with <laughs> loads of different sweets in it, <laughs> so I don't have to worry about getting up. And just, But the problem with me going to the cinema is, is when I come out, I feel fucking ill because I eat like a load of popcorn and loads of sweets and drink loads of pop. I don't do it normally, but when I go to the cinema, I do. I'm naughty. So. I mean, I've back when I was doing it originally, they didn't like you taking stuff in, so it was all inner pockets. And the amount of stuff you could smuggle in, yeah. how many cans and, you know, and then you're pouring it all out onto your lap and you're like, shit, there's a lot there. How did I get all of that in? <laughs> but last time I went to the cinemas when I was dieting, so that was bizarre. Yeah. You know, because it, it becomes such a habit that, you know, you've got this bag of popcorn and these sweets and several cans of pop and... To go in and just have a couple of cans of Diet Pop, and I think I'd got, like, a little bag of yoghurt-covered raisins or something. You're just like, this is fucking bizarre. <laughs> I, I I literally I only ever buy um, popcorn in the cinema now. I don't buy drinks. I don't buy sweets. I just buy popcorn, and that's it. Oh, you need a fucking mortgage if you buy too much of it when you get there. Yeah. It's like, we go to the Vue mostly because it's right by the train station in Cardiff. It's, it's also like £4 a ticket. So it's, it's great. But it's fairly cheap. And it's also right by the train station. So you get off the train station, go watch film, grab some food, go back to the same train station, go home. But like it's £4 a ticket. Something like four fifty a ticket. Say a fiver a ticket if you go for the better t- seats because there's three yeah. different tiers of seats, right? So you say a fiver a ticket. That's not the too cheap. bad. But then you ask for like popcorn. That's like another six quid. You ask for a drink. That's another four quid. You ask for some. Oh, and yeah. by the time you, if I was to go there, me and my entire family, the six of us, there'll be say thirty quid to get in, and then about. 90 quid on the sweets and drinks and popcorn. It's like no fucking chance. <laughs> no. It's like I see when films go straight to digital download and they're dead new and they're like £18 to rent. And you think, that's a fucking lot of money. And I've heard people go, I'd never pay it. And yeah, it's a lot of money. But then you sort of think, well, if you have got a big family, it's not yeah. really, is it, to watch it in your own house if you've got a nice TV? Yeah. If there's like, six or you know eight of you when you've got other people come visit that's quite cheap when you break it down to sort of person be person basis yeah it is i think i think like one of the experiences people will pay more for is the cinema experience because of the big loud speakers the fucking humongous tv the huge screen like compared to in your house you might you might have like a 60 inch 70 inch which is still massive like but you know what i mean but i i get what you're saying between six people 18 quid's not a lot if you watch it on your own, you may as well just go to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I Especially if you go to the Vroom or Premier, which I don't know if it's open anymore. Premier was cheaper and I'd come for your seats. My cheapest Cardiff. one is one called the Savoy near me and it's about £6.50. Ah, fair enough. Cine World, I think, is ranging on about £11 now. So unless, uh, unless the Savoy's not showing it, Cine World doesn't get a look in. There's one I go to the Ark, which is about in the middle. The only thing I'll say, I'm lucky I've got a disabled cinema card, so mm. I can take somebody in with me and they don't pay. 
So yeah. that helps because that halves it, but still a lot of money. So it's an expensive hobby if you go regularly. Yeah. I have to agree with you there. It's a it's a shame, like, but uh, from the sounds of it, like the companies who they, they get the films from take an arm and a leg from the cinema, so they have to keep up in their prices to pay the freaking yeah, to, or even make a profit. Because so many cinemas have closed now, haven't they? Loads of shit have closed because of uh, COVID and that, really. But we don't get enough money. Yeah, I know. Even Cineworld went into financial trouble. I'm not sure how they got out of it. Probably, you know, new people put money in or some because so many things have gone into administration and then been saved. Yeah, I should have put a pound in and I could have had some shares in Snowball. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be wrapping up in a second as we've been going for nearly half an hour. But I would like to hear some thoughts on the film. Uh, like, your sum it up, how you, your thoughts on the film. If you like gangster films, you're going to like it. it. You know, it is a... Sure and good gangster film, but also if you like the sort of evil doppelganger films where you've got one actor playing two parts, you'll like it. If you're into true crime stuff, it's not an entirely correct representation of the craze, but I think it's a good starting point. If you want to know about them, watch this film and then read the ways it's wrong and then maybe hit a few documentaries after, but it's a good entry-level point to what is a very famous, uh, you know set of brothers and crime family. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good sum, sum, summation. Uh, I think that's the right word. <laughs> Summarization. That's another one, I think. Who knows? <laughs> mean or good with words. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I uh, really enjoyed it. Like, I, my knowledge of the Cray Twins is, is, is pretty minimal. So watching that and just getting to enjoy it and not thinking of, like, if you know a lot about them, I guess maybe you could be like, oh, well, that's not right. That's all right. And it may have an impact in that regard, but someone who just doesn't know much about them at all, it was just a really fun film. Like, yeah, there's some (laughs) not right language used and uh, some, uh, like, homophobic language and, uh, I think even uh, racist language use at one point, but it's <sighs> while personally, I my opinion is like stuff like that isn't really necessary. It's a film set in a time where those kind of things were used by people anyway, so I think that it's right to, to be used in that sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's I not. Don't think- you can show the past and gloss over what it was like. Exactly. And I think that's one of the issues with some things. It's like when they remove things, it's, I think instead of removing them, just have a warning. So Because the, the things are still going to be about. It's just oh, yeah. people can understand then what, what things were like and see how much progress that we made. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. You know? But it's difficult, I guess, because at the end of the day, I'm not in the minority of things, so... No. You know, I, I can't really judge on how to feel about it. I just have a, a you know an opinion, like, you know? <laughs> Problem is, even if you do hit a minority group, even, I mean, like, I'm autistic and have PTSD and stuff, so I'm classed as disabled. Mm. But you only really speak for yourself, don't you? Because I can go, oh, that guy in that film was autistic. I thought it was quite real. It didn't offend me. Somebody else might watch it and go, I hate the way he's portrayed. That's a stereotype. That's. Yeah. Exactly. You know, 
It's difficult it, to it's judge, the, I don't know. Yeah, it's the same if it's something portraying your religion or your skin tone or your gender. Just because you don't find offensive, somebody else might or vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with that. Um, completely. I also found it funny with, um, uh, speaking of, of uh, not, not anything offensive, but I was watching, I think it was Life on Mars. Oh, uh, yeah. I love back. Life on Mars. I think it was Life on Mars. And like uh, an Indian shop owner was uh, robbed. I'm sure he was. And uh, he says, oh, I know they weren't from Wales. And they say to him, how do you know he's not from Wales? They're because they sound like they're from New Delhi or something like that. I know it's some place in India. I'm not sure exactly where. And, you know, they, they sound like they're from that area, but Welsh people saying that it's similar to Indian uh, accents. <laughs> and I was like, I, I found it funny, you know? Oh, uh, that is a good show. And that's a show that uh, everyone should watch. It, it's in the past, and it doesn't try and cover up that it's in the past. There's plenty of sort of ideals and stuff from that time shown. Yeah. And that that's a problem I have with a lot of shows. I mean, going back to Doctor Who, I hate it when they go into the past and it's not reflected. Yeah. The Doctor travelled back as a woman, and people like never went, shut up, you're a woman, I'm not going to listen to you. And you're like, that's the first thing that had happened in that time. Yeah, I think that was the thing. I, my opinion when I heard uh, there was going to be a female doctor was like, I don't see the point in the gender change because I don't think it will change anything. It wasn't I don't believe this. I, I enjoyed Jodie Whittaker. I've said this. I enjoyed Whittaker. I just didn't like the stories much. There mm. were some good ones like the Rosa Parks episode. But... um People said, oh, but then they can use it for that kind of thing. Like the going back in the past, and it'll be more problematic for her to have to deal with these situations. And it turns out that never really happened. And I think no. that was the disappointing thing. If that had happened, it would have, not that it, 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 sh it shouldn't have been done. It's, it's fine that it was done. I just think it would have been a lot better for Jodie to have those obstacles. But obviously they went in a very different direction and Doctor Who was crap for that couple of series. Again, not because of the cast. I enjoyed the cast. I just think the stories were badly written. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd have had a people calling her a stupid woman and saying she knew no better. And then I'd have had the same people begging her for help once she'd shown she knew everything and had turned it round, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And you sort of go, well, look, here's this guy that thought women were useless and now he's relying on one to not die. Look how the tables have turned sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't um, have to be an every day, every episode. Oh, thing, no, no, but, no. like, even just, like, once or twice to, to, to show that the Doctor has to have different struggles to previous Doctors would have been nice to have seen. Like, yeah. hopefully we get this with this, uh, is it Nkati or Kati? I'm not sure if the, how you pronounce the name, but. If I'm right, get that the pronunciation is Shooty. Okay. Shooty Gatwa. Right. It's not how it's spelt at all, but. Yeah. That's what that's people right. seem to be saying. I had no idea. I've only ever seen his name written down, never actually heard it pronounced. I've seen little flashes of him and stuff, but he's not somebody I know a lot about, but. I wasn't that keen on Jodie. And again, probably a lot of it being failed by writers. Yeah. But I, I loved Peter Capaldi, and I think he was failed by the writers, but he was uh, just same, so, yeah. so good that he could overcome it to a degree. Yeah. No, I agree with you completely, he, though. He, he spanned some gold out of crap, really. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it just shows the show with Peter Capaldi, you can polish a turd. 
Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm hoping that Shooty Gatwa is great, and I'm hoping that he has the material that he doesn't have to like kill himself to show that he's great. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, I think that is going to be us wrapping up. Uh, is there any particular quote from the film you would like me to add to the end of the episode? I love, and it's a, it's a basic quote, and it's Francis, the lady. She says, a cup of tea can solve anything. Bit under the weather? Tea. Left your husband? Tea. Tea is the answer. Because <laughs> it's so British. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Uh, there you go. We've got the correct quote. <laughs> uh, uh, would you recommend the film I know we've gone over this but yes no yeah definitely yeah, same strongly here. recommend it yeah same it's on Netflix at the moment in the UK I don't know about anywhere else but I did notice when the titles were coming up it did say Amazon Prime Video in the credits the yeah. beginning credits I was like wait what <laughs> Amazon I Prime? think it's it's on Prime for about 250 or 350 rental which seems weird when they're you know, part responsible for it. Yeah, that's daft. Ah, well. Uh, I will be back with, uh, likely with Kerr. Uh, Kerr has only missed one episode so far. Uh, likely with Kerr for the next episode. Uh, we'll have to see if we can get someone else on as well to pick a film uh, in a fortnight. Uh, I will also be back uh, in a week to discuss a video game, which I still haven't actually talked to anyone about. I need to get on top of this bloody asking people stuff. Anyway... <laughs> I will say goodbye now. Uh, thank you for everyone who has listened. It's been a great pleasure as always. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. A cup of tea can solve anything. A bit under the weather? Tea. You've left your husband? Tea's the answer. <laughs>